Kentucky Roll Call Podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code BIGX at checkout. Enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's first choice for all things CBD. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Jesus, Rash, get it together! It's game day, come on! Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. It's game day! Welcome, welcome. This is a Wednesday edition of Kentucky Roll Call, December 29th, 2021. You're listening to KRC here on the Big X, and it's TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen, the gang all here for your Wednesday edition of the show. The Caps start SEC play tonight against Missouri. 19.5-point favorites. I would be surprised if that line didn't head north and go get into the 20s and and beyond. Uh, But we're going to preview that game for you. We're going to talk a lot about it. We're going to read your text on the Thornton's text line, and we're going to ask Nick Roush how he is doing down in Orlando. I'm doing well. Doing well. Got a, a full day. In the Citrus State, the Citrus City—that's what people were calling it—and uh, it was it was eventful. There was a lot going on, and uh, very very happy to share all of that transpired yesterday. And uh, we also got news elsewhere around uh, college football. Uh, it's pretty significant. On top of uh, the significant passing, oh okay, I, you're you're pulling something up, aren't you? No, I'm not pulling something up. I just, just I'm just you're no. putting everybody you're putting everybody to sleep with your teasers for what we're going to talk about today. You don't sound excited about the news around college football, well, and the news from the Citrus City and the Citrus State. Well, it, to be completely honest, I was uh, I woke up a little uh, stuffy 
you know, like you got the the hotel AC going through. So my nose, I feel very nasally when I talk. It's not for lack of uh, uh, energy, which actually it probably is a little bit of that. But it's the the the, the nose is stopped up, and uh, and I'm waiting for the Sudafed to kick in. Really, really, really uh, open me up for this show to our listeners. Justin, this could be a good time for a tissue for Nick Roush. Blows nose. Absolutely, yeah. And, and probably didn't bring your allergy medicine to Florida, did you? Oh, I did. I'm, okay. I'm an adult. I brought a whole bag of medicine just in case. You never know. You never know. Well, I hope it, I hope you clear up. Uh, we've had some weird weather back home. Rain, gets cold, and then it gets warm. And uh, So my allergies are a little messed up my, myself. But you Same. were – yeah, I'm – I don't. I don't know. It just it's kind of nonstop. The weather here always changing. Yeah. Allergies always out of whack and whatnot. But you were mentioning before I rudely interrupt you. Probably mm-hmm. the biggest news from yesterday. Yeah. The saddest news: the passing of John Madden, NFL Hall of Famer. You know, obviously, the broadcaster we kind of grew up hearing Roush when we first right, kind of right. became accustomed to football. Uh, passes away, moves on at the age of 85, and uh, was sudden. People weren't expecting it. It's not like he was, uh, as far as people were saying, not in poor health. So that's sad, and uh, another football icon gone. Icon's the only word I think you can use because he's football, you know? I mean, his he he's the voice of football for so many, for the, the Madden games, for uh, – the broadcast, but also like for a certain generation, he was one of the best coaches out there. I didn't realize that he was the youngest coach in the NFL when Al Davis hired him to coach the Raiders. I mean, and for him to be in the game and stay in the game for that long, uh, you know, I heard a clip. He was like, Oh, I've never worked a day in my life, you know? Um, and, and that was John Madden. I, uh, I think of all of the John Madden things, my favorite might be, his appearance in the little giants because you just get all of john madden in one you get like fun john madden you get motivational john madden and you even get telestrator john madden when he pulls out the map and he sort of say and then we went over here and then boom and boom oh i mean it's it's great absolutely wonderful love john madden and uh it's it's a sad day around the football world yeah, that may that the I love Little Giants as a kid, but when you saw Madden in it, you knew it was kind of a you knew it was a big deal. It was a big time movie. It was for kids, it was for adults, it was for everybody. And then just the amount of beatdowns and whoopings I would give friends and family in Madden over the course of the years, mm. uh, my entire childhood. I my brother, uh, the amount of times he'd go and say, "Is that what is that by the is that is that a." That a piece of trash, and he'd go walk by the console, and then he'd turn it off sneakily, and be like, "Oh, what happened? Oh, the power must have gone out." And that would be the only—that would be his only mercy from the Madden mm. beatdowns. I would, I would give him. I was going through all the old covers, Roush, and just trying to remember, you know, kind of when the first one that I remember having, and John Madden was still on it. The first ones I remember having, yes. as I would imagine, maybe most people born in the late '80s, early '90s would be in that same boat as well. Uh, but then the Madden curse was a fun, a fun off-season storyline. Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, two people never on the Madden cover, huh, shockingly and weirdly. Yeah, it is uh, interesting enough. But there, uh, there is a uh, one Madden game though that 
everybody always talks about the Mike Vick one, and that one was great. I believe that was 04. I had that one. But the one as a kid that really, like, I, I want to say it was video game number two after a college football game that Tim Couch was on that I got to just – I would just throw it Tim Couch to Craig East every play because I didn't know what I was doing. But in Madden 2000, it was great because you could be just a big dumb kid who loved to put in, like, cheat codes where you could turn the players into monsters and they could have big heads. And then after every score, they did a touchdown dance. And I love the touchdown dances. I tried to figure out how to uh, do the one that I liked after each score. It was just, a, it was a great, that was back when you could put in cheat codes and stuff. Uh, very underrated game. That was the last one that Madden was on the cover for. And remember how many songs we kind of grew up humming and bouncing our heads too because they were just in the Madden soundtracks. And mm -hmm. we play that video game so much that the songs on loop and on loop, I can just remember doing like uh, create your own player mode where you'd have mm -hmm. to like go through the practices and stuff. Oh yeah. All the songs that would play as you do the, the drills and stuff like that. The mini camps were wonderful. The mini, yeah. The mini camp were a great addition to that game. Um, I wonder but who then, the worst player that was ever on the cover was. Oh, uh, Peyton Hillis. Yeah, what were they thinking? I mean, it's got to be him. What yeah. were they thinking? <laughs> I think that was when they put it up for fan vote, and Cleveland was like, oh, God, guys, this is our chance to finally get a win. Let's invade the internet and make it happen. That That's the only explanation. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. I think the last year I actually purchased a Madden was Madden 10 when it had Troy Polamalu and uh, Larry Fitzgerald on the cover. Awful game. I think that was the last year I actually bought it myself. Um, then I had my PlayStation stolen in college and just didn't play video games as I'm, much after that. I'm the same way. That was the last one I bought because it was so much different than all the games we were used to growing up. Like the movement in oh. that 2010 game was so wonky. Was that the year? I remember that. Everybody was like slow, like they were running through quicksand. Yeah, that game sucked. The, the, there was one the too where they had the the vision right where you had to like t twist the quarterback's eyes to throw. That was dumb. I, that was the year, Justin. I think they transitioned to like the joystick being ultra sensitive. That like every time you just barely even touched it, it was like a juke move. So you'd accidentally end up just like looking like you were dancing with the ball, juking left and right because you did you weren't used to the new controls. I remember that. Maybe that's part of the reason why I never got another one after it, that. It was the speed factor for me too, though. Like you could have the fastest player in the game. And it, it would literally look like he's running three miles an hour. Like, come on. Yeah, so. I just I just remember being like, all right, I want to get my guy to move to the – oh, no, I hit it. I did it too hard. Now he's juking. <laughs> he can't stop juking. And they do, like, the back jukes, the up jukes. Although a successful juke in Madden or a spin move against, like, a friend in person. Oh, yeah. that's It's just devastating. It's a good feeling. Yeah, it really, it, it really was. So – uh, our thoughts, prayers with him and uh, his family and uh, everybody that was that that knew him. Um, we didn't. I didn't know him mm -hmm. personally, obviously, but left a left a big impact on the the world of football, especially for us kids, us millennials growing up. And it's it's pretty evident in our voices just talking about John Madden how how happy it makes us to to reminisce, and I think that's. The case with a lot of folks, John Madden made a lot of people's lives better, and uh, the world is better for having John Madden in it. There, yeah. there will never be a time in my life from here on out where I'm watching football, see a big hit, and I'm not going to sit there on my couch and do the boom. 
<laughs> like that'll happen for the rest of my life now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, didn't, didn't love hearing that to end, to end our 2021, but, um, you know, 85, 85, he lived a good life. Yeah. Still, you know, I, I think it took a lot of people by surprise. Cause you didn't get the, he's in poor health and stuff like that. It just was, you saw him in the timeline. He said, Oh, that's not what we wanted. The documentary on him just came out. I think Christmas day, and uh, that will be available for everybody to stream, I think, in like a week, I read somewhere. So he got I don't to, know what, on what platform, but on a platform. He got to sit down with his family on Christmas Day and watch that documentary. So that's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Geez. Uh, what, a, what a special memory for, for the, all those involved with that, especially just a, a few days later passing on. But that, 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 I, I did not know that. That's wild. Uh, all right, let's let's switch gears. We got a lot to get to. We got a lot to talk about today. The Cats take on Missouri, as we said. They'll be without Quanzo Martin due to COVID protocols. And Roush, I think that's – we can talk X's and O's on UK and, and Mizzou, and we will as the show goes on. But I think that was maybe one of the most interesting things from yesterday with some quotes from Calipari regarding COVID protocols and, and the whole – the whole shebang, if you will, because that's been a top, hot, hot topic for a lot of teams, a lot of sports, especially college basketball. And Calipari made some news with some comments yesterday. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I know um, I, I did get a little bit of clarity uh, from UK media relations. There's a they, they open up practice for us, but there's, you know, chunks of it where they're like, yeah, we don't want you watching the, the team portion of the practice. So. Um, that's when I asked, I actually got the official number for COVID, uh, cancellations. It's if you get below seven scholarship players in one countable coach, that that's the actual, this is our rule. You can't go less than that. And if you can, if, if you still have seven and one countable coach, you should be able to play. Um, and they shouldn't be able to cancel a game if they don't have those tests or, or what have you. Um, so that's uh, at least moving forward. Whenever we hear cancellations, we know that they have set a definitive bar within the sec. Yeah, that's so that that's important to, to know. Um, they are letting teams say, if you're under that threshold and you still have the bodies or you still see it fit to play, then go ahead and do it. Uh, but that's where I think they allow teams to kind of put their hand up and say we're we're a little too short-handed. So uh, good good for the clarification there. And John Calipari said yesterday that basically if our players aren't sick, we we aren't testing them. And yes, he had some other quotes that were interesting. Uh, I, I think that that was that that should be common sense. Um, everyone's healthy. He says that they'll do precautions uh, so that they can play games, but just doesn't uh, doesn't see the, the the need to test every single day healthy players. And in particular, like Kentucky's players are all vaccinated, they're all boosted, uh, so they've checked all of those boxes. And I, I think when you think about the bowl game availability as well. If you're vaccinated, you're not getting the daily regular tests that um, that somebody who are unvaccinated has to go through. So I think that's important, and I also think that's significant. And I I don't want to say you should 
Like, like, do we need to have a reward system to get people vaccinated? I, I, you know, I don't want to argue the merits of that, but like, if you have the shot, like you shouldn't have to go through the same stuff if you don't. So it, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you pretty much on, on all that, that, you know, we can disagree on what's worth it or not, but it seems like everything that, with COVID and science that they've asked to do UK basketball has done and there needs to be some, well, there doesn't need to be, but there should be for people that are following the rules, quote unquote. Okay. If you do what you're supposed to do, you should be able, this should happen. Now, of course, I think this should happen, whatever this is, regardless of what medical decisions you may make. But you would think if you're playing along, with everything they're asking you to do, you do this, okay, then then we should be good. Our team is vaccinated, our team is boosted. We did what you asked. It's time to it's time for the sport to play. I saw a graph the other day that said, are the vaccines effective? If the answer is yes, then vaccine passports and these stipulations on playing are pointless. And then the other thing says no, are vaccines effective? Then vaccine passports and these standards and these bars of you can play or not play, those also aren't effective. Uh, that should just be the truth of it. If the if you got the vaccine, what are you what are you doing? Why are we testing healthy people? So good on UK for doing that. The quote that I thought even got more headlines, Roush, was John Calipari saying this year is going to be there's going to be disruptions. There's going to be this and that. And uh, there's obviously different teams and different leagues have different rules. And you kind of talked about that about five minutes or so ago. But he says we'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime, any place. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah, and he echoed that sentiment after the Western Kentucky game. That was his big kind of – he just said, I don't care. Number one, two, three, four team in the country, come on. He's like, I don't know how many teams are going to want to play us after what we've done the last two games, but we need to play. That's clear. We need to play. And and that's why uh, I, I ultimately think even if you're, you know, one of those chicken poop coaches that's – doesn't want to take the loss that the value in playing is greater than not playing I, I, playing and losing is worth more to your players than not playing at all uh, and uh, it doesn't matter who it's going to be he even said that they're willing to go on the road to play which you know for as much as we as folks like to bash Cal over the head on scheduling and all this stuff this is where that gets put to the test now it, it's not uh, it, it may be much harder, but he to do like it, it, this. This is probably going to be easier said than done when things happen on short notice. Uh, but it, it, the willingness is there, and that's what's important. That's what's significant. Calipari has the willingness to do whatever it takes to continue to play. Luckily, I don't think that that will be the case tonight. Even though we've had some eleventh hour postponements and cancellations, uh, Missouri tested all of their players uh, after. Uh, along with Kwanzaa Martin. Martin was the only one that tested positive. None none of the players had it. So we should be all clear for tonight's 7 p.m. tip-off. But there is going to be another time where there's going to be another COVID cancellation. And Calipari is willing to play whoever on short notice. And that's that's significant because you know that there's going to be another cancellation or postponement at some point this season. Oh, yeah. It's not a matter of if. It's just when. And, okay, when that happens for Kentucky, or hopefully it doesn't happen to Kentucky, but if it happens for Kentucky, another opponent has to back out, 
just you got to kind of look to see who else has opponents backing out at that time, and you can hope that you can make a game work. But I agree with Cal Perry, and it's it's obviously good for the players. 18 to 22-year-olds in peak physical condition should be playing sports. That's what they're there to do. Uh, get an education and play sports, and I can tell you which one they'd rather be doing. And so they need to be allowed to, to do those things. Uh, but I, I look forward to hopefully fewer and fewer cancellations for Kentucky, hopefully none. But if there are, I like Calipari's eagerness to play because it's important for fans. Fans just want to watch basketball. They want to watch sports. It makes them happy. Yep. It's fun. And this radio show is an example of that. When you go – and I get it. There's Christmas, there's holidays, there's finals. December for UK basketball schedule for the most part is one game a week. You don't have football. The ball it, it at times feels like summer radio, and people don't people become less engaged because there's not as much to to keep up with. So games are good, good for everybody. I want more of them. And Justin, when he said his you can play anywhere, anytime, any place sort of deal, naturally somebody asked him, "Does that mean IU?" And he said, "What." Well, you are a producer of a UK sports radio show. I'm sure you're up to date with what was said. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I didn't follow what Cal Perry said, but I saw. So Indiana. I don't know if you all noticed, but they got their game canceled for tonight. So of <sighs> course, every game that gets canceled for Indiana, Kentucky has to get brought up every freaking time. Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> hey, gosh, yeah, what a new angle to the obnoxiousness of the Indiana Kentucky rivalry is now. Any cancellation is going to be like ah, a whole who ah. Go play. There's a spot. Go, yeah. go make it happen. Calipari had the common sense response that anybody that has paid attention to what has ha- gone on in this rivalry would say. He said, yeah, maybe. It just kind of brushed it aside. He said, but we, we've we offered to play them in Indianapolis. They said no. We off- they, they were offered a spot in the CBS Sports Classic. They said no. So, we don't we don't really know if they want to play. You know, he kind of, kind of did they, we don't really know if they want to play us sort of deal. We've tried. Uh, so, he kind of kind of danced around it a little bit, but did throw the two important jabs that need to be thrown. Kentucky has offered, they have actually set concrete plans for the Indiana-UK rivalry series. Indiana said, no, thank you. It's got to be our way or the I-65 highway. And then Kentucky, with the organization of the CBS Sports Classic, what better Big Ten program than IU? They'll travel, they'll bring fans, the games will be exciting. They said no. So those two things do need to often be mentioned when everybody wants to bring up John Calipari being scared to go back to IU. But how long ago was all this? Like, has has there been talks between Kentucky and the new regime at Indiana? Because it's a new athletic director, new head coach, actually new basketball coaches in general. I I mean, three of them. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, at this point, I think the conversation needs to be brought up again because I don't. I don't. Mike Woodson's a guy who played for Indiana. He knows what Indiana Kentucky means. I think he's going to probably get it done. I Well, you're in luck, buddy, because they get asked about it every offseason. Doesn't matter who the coach is. Doesn't matter who the ADs are. It gets brought up. And now it's just getting brought up. Like I said, now it's just getting brought up during the regular season, too. So IU's been asked about it. Mike, it, Everybody's just kind of given the politician answers of Mike Woodson. Yeah, Calipari and I are close. We, you know, we've talked about it. Maybe somewhere down the line we'll, we'll get something worked out. Everybody's just saying the – just kicking the can down the road sort of deal. And fine by me. And I think everybody else should take a similar approach where just stop freaking caring about it. And if it ends up happening, great. If it doesn't end up happening, life as college sports fans continue.
it's so hard for people to just mm-hmm. like Kentucky may not play IU. Maybe they won't play again for another 10 years. Oh no. Why would it who cares? Who cares? Who cares? It would be fun though if it worked out that way. Where yeah, no, it, it would. It would. And especially for uh like our parents' generation, you know, I, I know that the Indiana game didn't mean as much to us because we just watched Kentucky beat the snot out of them most years. Uh, but for, you know, my dad had to deal with Bobby Knight. Imagine having to grow up in a world where Bobby Knight's a basketball coach. That's an awful place. So uh, the hatred is still real for them. It would be fun, but you know what? We don't need to play those stinking Hoosiers. We got Tubby coming to town this weekend. Got Tubby coming to town. Got Tubby. That was a guy who uh, beat up on the Hoosiers a, a time or two. And Missouri tonight. But, yeah, that's going to be – just wait. I mean, if there's more camp – so that that explains it, Justin. I guess I maybe had seen it but had forgotten it, that IU game was canceled. And I actually thought maybe it was last night, not tonight. That would explain why IU's name has been thrown around more and more. The issue is Kentucky has a conference game. They can't just say, hey, no, Missouri yeah. – no, no game. Sorry. Well, in Indiana, the, everyone at Indiana and in the athletic office is just acting like it's a it's a gone game. Like there's nothing we can do. We can't find a team. To my knowledge, there hasn't even been an effort to re- find a replacement for tonight's game. So that kind of sucks. And I'll say this: that's interesting um, and disappointing. Again, disappointing for players, disappointing for fans. Like the IU has a little bit of momentum. Play games. Go go find somebody to play. It doesn't matter if you beat them by 20 or 30. People just want to stay involved and all that stuff. Anyways, but Roush, I did want to 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 ask you, do you believe Calipari when he says all that? Because I'll say, because if if a situation occurs, he better like you gotta follow up on this. If there's cancellations, you basically backed yourself to a corner. If Kentucky were to let's say hype, let's hope it doesn't happen, but let's say high point cancels on Friday. Okay, Calipari, you said that you were going to do this, so go find somebody. Doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a great opponent. It'd be cool if it was, but do you believe him over the course of the next two months that Kentucky will be anxious to play anybody, anywhere, anytime, anyplace? I do because I think he knows how good this team is. Would he be saying this at the same time last year? Probably not. You know, I, I think his his tone has changed because. Of like, I mean, he knows he has a good team, and I think he's confident this team can beat anybody anywhere. Um, that that's that's his belief in these guys. Uh, there was, uh, you know, through the month of November, you're trying to figure things out. You've got a lot of injuries. I think there was some uncertainty, but I, I do believe this team turned a corner. Cal knows it, and he's ready to show this team off to the world. That's also, uh, I think, a funny aspect to the whole thing is Calipari clearly just. Feels good. Like these these last two games have done it for him too, Roush. Where, mm-hmm. may, you know, he he like he's always confident about his team going into the season. He didn't panic, or he didn't. I don't think he really changed his tune after the Duke game. But I don't know if you're getting this quote directly after the Notre Dame game. Any team, any time, any place. <laughs> I, I think he maybe needed two thirty point beatdowns to to 
to lift his swagger back. Yeah, to get yeah yeah to to get a swagger back. That's a good way to put it. And Kentucky will look to extend John. We always love hearing from John on the Thornton's text line. He asked yesterday how many twenty point wins in a row Kentucky basketball could have. Well, again, nineteen and a half point favorites against Missouri tonight. This is a team that has been throttled by other good teams. Illinois beat them very very badly. Uh, who else was it? There's another team that beat them that just beat the absolute. Was it Kansas, maybe? Or I don't know who it was. Another team beat them very badly as well. They're not a good team. So you'd think maybe tonight uh, would be another night to get a, a 20 point win. Let's go to a break. We'll come back and talk about it. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line 502 414 1450. 502 414 1450. Thornton's is delicious. They have coffee and they have donuts, and you should stop by one today. This is KRC, and we'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Where are you boys headed? Canada. We're going over the border to Canada for some french fries and gravy, sir. Poutine. Canada, huh? Almost made it. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Ed Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen on your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you tuning in. We've gotten some early morning texts into the Thornton's text line and on the Twitter page. Well, the Twitter page is in the website, twitter.com. Tyler says, Roush, how about a live KRC remote in Orlando on Friday? Wow, Roush, give the fans what they want. Yeah, they they won't be able to hear the show. It would just be me talking into a microphone. It'd be kind of weird. They could collectively all show up with their phones and their headset, you know, earphones, earplugs, and then boom. It'd be like one of those uh, silent discos. Oh, hell, they could those, listen are, to those other, are cool. Hell, those, they could listen to other podcasts or a radio show for all we care or know. <laughs> the guy at the silent disco that's just jamming out to country music while everybody else is raving. We don't need you talking trash about silent discos. What do you what what do you have against silent discos? Have you ever been to one? No, I want to. It's so bizarre. It is so bizarre. I think I'm probably too old to like actually probably be able to enjoy them for I don't know if that's necessarily true. No, it's not. Like it, it it's it's a it's fun for a, like a fun gimmick for about 15 minutes and then you're like this is stupid. I will say the one nice part about it is you can still just like talk to your friends who don't have the headphones on because it's not loud in there. They can. Oh yeah, that sounds like a nice like. So like when you want to dance and like be goofy, headphones on, and then when you just want to be able to socialize, it's not like you have to scream over a DJ. Exactly. Kind of nice. That actually is kind of cool. Yeah, Uh, it'd be a nice like. That's, uh, gosh, you, I'm sure you and your friends, you've just wanted to go watch a game, maybe a bowl game. Who knows what it, who knows what it is? You just go to a bar and then they have some just like one man singer or maybe it's like a two person band and they're way too loud. Oh, 
See, and it's like, man, we don't want to leave because they're not like bad, but it's just way too loud. Like this isn't what we were hoping for. Like we just wanted to relax and watch the game. We didn't want blaring music in our ear. It happens th- to me, seems like five times a year. That uh, that was the case one at one of the dollar beer nights at Churchill Downs where they had they changed it up and had like a hip hop group. They were rotating guys who were rapping, and some of them were pretty good. But it was so loud. I was standing across the paddock and I couldn't hear what people were saying. I'm like, this is just too much, guys. Like, just turn it down a notch. Yeah, it it can be a lot. I remember at my bachelor party in Nashville, there was one bar that had a sign and it, it said some forget the exact verbiage of the sign, but it was along the lines of like we don't have super loud music. And I was like, oh my gosh, this what a what a dream bar in Nashville. Like you don't have to scream just to talk to somebody <laughs> two inches away from you. Yeah, I've always been intrigued by the silent disco, but never been to one mainly because I don't really go out uh, first and foremost. And secondly, they seem like when they'd be at a place that I would like, you know, obviously I'm not going to go to a club, but some breweries will do it as like a special fun little thing at the brewery. That's when I do it, Roush, but I don't know how many people I'd, ha- I'd need to feel comfortable going to a silent disco with. Like I f- probably at least four, you know, you couldn't just go with one other person, I don't think. And and that's where we went to. It was at that, that brewery has them kind of regularly. And I don't know if we even knew that it was happening that night or not. Um, and we also showed up late so that we couldn't all have the headphones anyway. Um, so I like, did it really matter. We were oh. definitely the olds though in there. Why do you know, you know, what also be funny is that like a silent, what if like two people were just really grinding on each other? Like whatever songs they were silent discoing <laughs> to were just like really. And then like other, that's the funny, like some people, cause you can pick the music, can't yes, you? Or yes. is it they they the give you like four or five options yeah. and and based on the color of the headphones, you'll know that that person's listening to the same oh, song as you. Oh, see, look, look how fun, look how fun that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I just think it could lead to some really funny interactions, or if nothing else, Roush, some hilarious. I think you should leave skits. Yes, yes. The, oh, d- without a doubt, without a doubt. And there's um, there's definitely a uh like an age range where you could go at like 24 to 26 and have so much fun mm-hmm. for a few hours. But then, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit, eventually that gimmick's going to, going to run dry. Sure. Yeah. It's something you probably couldn't do uh, frequently. Speaking of a brewery, by the way, our friend Kinsey, her brewery, they're doing a monthly ping pong tournament, which oh. like, whoa, speaks to speak, you. My, speak my language. Why don't you? Hell yeah. I've, well, we got to do a KRC, like, hey, not a meet and greet per se, but let's all just meet at this brewery, have beer, and if you want to play ping pong, we can see if I'm actually as good as, like, I think I am. Oh, that is a great idea. Just people coming up to challenge the sports talker. Well, no, it'd be in the tournament setting, and, like, you know, you're going to be unlucky if you get drawn on my side of the bracket, but if you want the smoke, you're going to get the smoke. So, well, we will do that. Well, we need – we'll. Probably won't do the January one, but maybe we can pencil in tentatively the February one. Give enough people time. It's mm-hmm. at night, you know, it's at six or seven. So it's after you get off work. And you then got we'll no just, drink January to get through. You yeah, know. maybe maybe a, maybe if it synced up with a Cats game too, especially if it was like a snoozer, one that we weren't too worried about UK winning. Kind uh, of like tonight's game. Tonight's game would be perfect. Yeah, everybody come to my basement. We'll have our own ping pong tournament, uh, and we'll have a, a good snoozer on with with the cats. But no, all right. So we'll 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 get that set up, and that will be a good time. Justin, 
Sometimes you're just too polite to interject, but I, I got to get your thoughts on silent discos. It's got Roush. It's going to end up being some wild story. Yeah, no, I've never been to one either. I've just seen them like on TV shows or in movies or whatnot. I've, I've, I personally think it's the strangest thing that we have going. <laughs> Out of all the things going, just in society, this is yeah. this is it's, number numero it's, uno. It's in the top three for sure. Like, why in the hell would you want to not hear the music with everybody else? I mean, I guess you are. I, I don't know. The whole thing to me just seems ridiculous. Yeah. Like, why don't just play the music in the open air? Let everybody hear it at the same time, anyways. But Roush and I were kind of discussing that. Sometimes it's nice not to have super loud no, music you, blaring. Yeah, no, you all. Roush brought up some good points, especially talking to your oh, buddies. There's oh. no loud music. Uh, I didn't bring um, up. It, I didn't bring up any good points. Not really. No. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, there, there are benefits to it. I just, I don't know if I'm, if I'm going out now, I'm not much of a goer out or either like you, TJ, but if I'm going out, that's, that's not what I want to do. Screw that. Yeah. Another, another nice thing. You get different options. If you don't love the music that, that you're hearing, do you ever get to come up with promotions for the hotel bar? Cause I think we just found one. I could, I don't though. No. Who comes? Who? So, is there somebody in charge with that? Of that? Yeah, That'd be so, fun. Can we? Yeah. Can we just do that? And our director, our director of sales, does a majority of that. But I mean, I can give you her number if you want to pitch her an idea. No, I don't want to pitch. I just <laughs> no, want to come up with you. Ideas. You need to pitch the ideas, Justin. This is your time to shine, buddy. You could be moving on up. I mean, yeah. that would that would actually be perfect for me at the hotel because if everybody's listening to their music, nobody's talking to me. So that's perfect. A crowded hotel bar, silent disco, Roush. Just the the different the people watching at a hotel bar is always entertaining. Mm -hmm. But you mix in a silent disco, some people probably wouldn't even know what was technically going on. Like they wouldn't know that it'd be different. It, it, yeah, just, people. Oh yeah, yeah people right. checking in. They'd be like, "What in the hell is going on?" <laughs> you checking in, you see a bunch of like anywhere from seventy year old to twenty year olds just dancing without any music playing. And that's another thing too, is that like. Roush, I, I could imagine that when you were talking with your friends and you take the headphones off, it was probably just, at least at first, somewhat bizarre just seeing humans like gyrating their bodies with nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, and you see some people that are definitely having, uh, I mean, I did not anticipate this lengthy of a conversation about silent disco, <laughs> but man, people really get after it, you know? <laughs> They're really getting after it. All right, uh, what do we, what's, to talk about Salsaritas. Salsaritas, Silent Disco at Salsaritas would be a really good time. But you don't need music there because the chips will sing to you as you bite down. Each bite, they're super thin chips. If you're a fan of those, I am, where you can bite them, they'll break up, and then your tongue can do some chip crushing, you know? Uh, and then you mix it all in with the spicy salsa, which has a beautiful kick to it. There's not a better chip and salsa combo in louisville I, or kentucky for that matter and people from outside the city you need to get to the middletown or st matthews salsaritas those living in louisville you're so lucky to have such delicious restaurants nearby middletown you don't even have to get out of your car you can drive right through the the drive-through and little secret st matthews they'll deliver to you or you can order online on the app, save you some money, and it'll be ready for you. The second you get to the store, you just go and pick it up. You're in and out, already paid for. Easy peasy. Don't forget their blue Powerade, the best in the game, straight from the fountain. Salsaritas, deliciously different. <sighs> Love it. Love it. Love getting to go to Kentucky's Citrus Bowl practice yesterday. 
did not love that I did not see Josh Pascal there. Um, Kentucky's get, given no indication whether he'll play or not. Uh, he stated leading into this game that if he could play, he will. Uh, but it's it's not a good sign. Um, I, I, I would say that uh, the chances of him playing are slim to none if he's not at practice um, just four days before the game. I did hear that he was supposed to arrive today, but, you know, we'll kind of wait and see. Uh, nevertheless, um, if Pascal can't play, Pascal can't play. Like, the dude is put it all on the line, and if he's too banged up to go and they don't want to risk anything, then by all means, like, it's fine, buddy. You, you've done enough. Um, love to see you out there one more time wrecking hell behind the line of scrimmage. It would be a joy, um, but it, it sounds like it's not in the cards, CJ. I figured when we first heard that he was banged up and the specifics of the quote matter, and I don't have them pulled up in front of me. I wish I did. I, I can't even try to quickly search for it on the internet because then the connection would probably break up a little bit. So uh, tough times, tough times over here, but I didn't like the news when I first heard about it. And then if he was playing, he, he would have been, we would have saw him. Yes. Like, what are the odds that, hey, he's so close to being ready to play, he couldn't be at the first practice? Not even just like a non-participant off to the side. You didn't even see him. Not even there. Yeah, yeah, not not in so, attendance. So, yeah, Kentucky, we've, we all need to have the total expectation that he will not be playing. If there's some miracle that he's able to play a little bit, then – uh, that will be just that, and you'll you won't worry about that. It'll be a pleasant surprise come game day. But Kentucky, we need to go into this game, Roush, without the expectation that Kentucky's going to not have their their best pass rusher. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it, it would be unfortunate, but you know, uh, it happens. It, it happens at times. But he he was still playing all twelve games during the regular season through some stuff and I know last year he particularly struggled playing banged up through some of the games we just didn't get the same version of Josh Pascal um so what that does that kind of opens the door um for a couple of guys that they they are how in particular Trayvon Ripka who's shown some stuff in in limited snaps but now's your opportunity man go out there and and and, and go do something JJ Weaver this is a big game for you luckily uh, this Iowa offense stinks. Um, They're smelly. Um, they fart in elevators and they let it marinate in there. Dude. They're, they're not good. Yeah. So, uh, it is much, I think there's going to be guys that can get tackles for loss that can, uh, that can still make sound plays on that defense. Uh, and there's also uh, the, the thing that surprised me most because I just, I'm not used to it and hadn't like we're this is just new times. All the transfer portal guys are there. Um, Kentucky essentially said, Hey, listen, you know, it's 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 a weird, it's a weird breakup. Um, because you know how when people would say, Well, it was a mutual breakup, it never really is. It does feel like in this case, it's about as close to amicable as you can be. I'm sure that either side wish that things might have gone differently but for the guys who aren't playing a bunch um who are you know maybe second or third on the depth chart that they still need for this game they're saying hey just play in the ball game with us it'll be fun it'll be a good time you can put your name in the portal early and 
while you're there, other schools can reach out. So you're not stuck waiting until January 1st, and then you only have 10 days to find a new school before the spring semester begins. You can still get a spring practice in. You don't have to take a semester off. So I think it's kind of cool how UK figured out a nice, happy medium to where they still have the depth. Guys like Katie McDaniel, um, who kind of played an important role down the stretch in providing depth for UK at outside linebacker. And he did, did some flashing. He was one of the, the few surprises uh, in that transfer portal. Like they need him for this game. And they're allowed, like, by doing this, they're going to have him for this game and he can still uh, look elsewhere to figure out where his next home is going to be. That, well, that should be, I, I thought I was on mute. That should be normalized that players, you, you can put your name in the portal, but, no leaving till after the the end of the year, be, beginning of New Year. Um, yeah, I guess if your game was on New Year's Day, you'd need to uh, you need to amend that. But that should just, uh, if you I don't know if you can make a a rule on that. I don't know how that would even work. But it should just be culturally the norm where players are like, yeah, I know that I'm not going to be staying here, but I'm not going to go to my new team till the first semester starts January 7th or whenever colleges start. I'm going to finish out the bowl game. I'm going to finish out the year. That would be nice. It'd make things a lot easier on coaches. And it seems like attention and interest in bowl games is heading in the wrong direction as is. And dropouts and transfer portal isn't helping that because, and I, and I think maybe there's, there's a chance that the lack of interest is strictly just pandemic related is one more and more players just aren't playing Two more and more bowl games just aren't happening. I think it's a combination of things, but if you could just not have uh, some teams have already lost like what 12 to 15 dudes, multiple teams have lost double digit mm-hmm. players, yeah. uh, which is They're gutted. Just, yeah, it's wild. And how many of them are playing in bowl games? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but Louisville had already lost several guys Roush and they did play in a bowl game yesterday. Yeah. Um, I mean, you wouldn't, be able to tell um, how I mean it is just so perfect especially so like I know that some folks don't get into the semantics quite like I might but there was an after that first year that offseason when Satterfield was coach of the year everybody was talking about Brian Brown Brian Brown this defensive coordinator he's the next big thing in college football he's gonna get a power five coaching job he's great he sucks at his job he has never been good he let a triple option team throw for almost 300 (laughs) yards on him that is the most undisciplined football defense I have ever seen in my entire life that's what it is it is undisciplined football and I know that if you're Scott Satterfield you made you had to have a bunch of changes last offseason your staff because coaches just dipped but like, can you really trust your this defense coordinator who gave up three? I think it was two ninety two, two hundred ninety two yards against a triple option team on nine passes, nine of ten. They threw ten passes, nine of them went for almost three hundred yards. That one dude, that one play where you had the the big white receiver who was not like a fast little scat back. He was Everybody, moving in slow motion. Not, and he not the, juke two guys. Yeah, not, it was an insane play. He ran into his own guy before a UL guy was anywhere near him. <laughs> you were every like six separate 
people, like different groups, different spots. Everybody referred to him as just the big white receiver. <laughs> is this problematic? No, because he moved like the big white receiver. He wasn't even sneaky athletic, you know? He wasn't the gym rat. He was he he looked like a tight end. He made a tight end <laughs> anywhere else. And he's out there not just juking or like running over. He was doing the like speed a stutter step and guys were just running by him. Maybe he was so slow it worked to his advantage. I don't know, but that was an embarrassing play. And you know what? That, that, that's the part of this. If I'm a Louisville fan, at least Satterfield with Cunningham, like Cunningham played well, that, that throw he had in the back of the end zone, the Harrell was a, was a pretty pass. And, uh, you know, he gave him a chance in the game, but uh, ultimately it was as expected. Their defense was not going to be disciplined enough to stop a triple option attack. It just wasn't. Uh, and they haven't been disciplined all year. Uh, and, and that did not change in the bowl game. Yeah, that dude was slower than Christmas. It was pretty funny watching him. And for those that watch the game, whenever Air Force threw, they were wide open. It, it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think maybe there was like one. I think there was maybe one or two semi-contested throws, but most of them it was just like they UL got beat, or they weren't prepared, or they weren't ready for it, which is obviously an indication on coaching. But I will say with Brian Brown, I don't know. It it just it all starts up front, and how many good pass rushers have they had in the Satterfield era? Mm. Which at some point that's on you. You got to bring some in. They got the Popeye Williams guy. I think some of their players on this defense are solid. Like CJ Avery was a solid player. Yeah, uh, Abdullah yeah. was a solid player. Uh, the Yaya guy who I think maybe got hurt, but he was a good player. Um, but just not nearly enough consistency or enough meat. They they look like line they look like sec linebackers or safeties sometimes up front going up against uh real grown men offensive lines and that's just that's, you're not gonna be successful you're setting everything else up for failure i did find it interesting that russ yeast leaves u of l and becomes like all big 12 yeah uh, which was yeah that's not a good indication right away you know like u of l right. fans wanted him out they were so disgusted with his play he gets a change of scenery and does really well that what what does that tell you yep <laughs> it should tell you all you need to know same thing with the uh, greedy vance who's leaving now that was one of their um uh, i don't want to say best projects but he was a highly touted recruit he entered the portal last week and uh i mean that i i, I wouldn't be shocked if he does well elsewhere so brian brown he stinks and he's just not good well i'm not sure if Satterfield is either. Um, I agree with you about Cunningham. U of L is lucky to, to have him. I think he's a good college quarterback, not a great one. I do think he's hit his ceiling as a thrower. He's mm -hmm. just an average thrower. That's just what he's going to be. He's a good runner. Um, his decision-making I don't think is the best, but I don't think he's also had an amazing offensive line during his time at U of L. Although I do think he's had better weapons than people have given him credit for. Uh, but I think he's maybe at the right level. He doesn't need to be going to a league any any more difficult than the yeah. ACC. I, I, if I were him, I know he's already said he's coming back to Louisville. What does Cincinnati have replacing Ritter? Because I, I could, yeah, that, you know, yeah. is U any better if they have Ritter leading the show this season? I don't think so. Is Cincinnati any worse if they have Cunningham leading the show? I don't think so. I think the guys are pretty interchangeable. Um, but U of L. 
it's not going to be a pretty roster when it's all said and done uh, when August rolls around. Roush. Well, and and I think the the one thing you didn't mention about Cunningham that uh, if I'm you know if I'm a Louisville fan, the one thing that is good about watching this Louisville team is that Cunningham, regardless of what the circumstances are, he's still out there doing whatever he can to win. You know, I know there are moments where uh, you're like, really, dude, you got dinged up again. Like, come on, can you just play? But, I mean, down 10 against Air Force, it, it's easy to throw in the towel, <laughs> you know. But he went down there, got him another score, uh, and at least gave him a chance to get an onside kick and get the ball back or, hell, even get a stop with the last three minutes. Of course, they couldn't do that. But um, you you at least got to give him some credit for uh, being, oh, being yeah. a fighter. He, he he's he's the one reason why you watch if you're a Warble fan. Yes, he's got a lot of heart. It shows. Um, yeah, he has a tendency to sometimes when the game is over to seem to be a little bit more limpy. But I have no doubt that he is actually banged up from time to time because he gets hit a ton. Because he's mm-hmm. he, he was at he was at moments U of L's only offense for this season. Do you like that decision at the on for the onside kick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, were, they weren't going to stop him. I didn't, but it, you know, it ended up not mattering. They didn't stop him, so it wouldn't matter if you'd done it then or if you'd not. Um, I just, gosh, that would be a tough pill to swallow to be like, all right. I mean, think of the think of the proud U of L teams, but just okay, guys. We just need one stop against Air Force. Just get the ball back, and Satterfield didn't even believe in his own team to do it. <laughs> well, and but the thing too that you got to remember if you're even in best case scenario, because like I think the argument against it is if you get a touchdown or if you're if you're relying on a stop and you just onside kick it instead of kicking it down the field, then field position you've got farther to go. Um, they can pin you within your own five ten yard line, whatever. But the thing with Air Force is they're going to go for it on fourth down if it's anything less than fourth and three because they think they're going to get it, and they were going to get it. That fullback for them. He wasn't as meaty as the Army fullback, but he could really roll through contact well. Uh, so, uh, th- but it was it was a good eventful game. It was a kick return touchdown. It was a lot of big plays, which you don't normally expect from a triple option team. That was a good game. Houston, as I told you, another good game. They score late to get the win. Uh, but Mike Leach, Mike Leach should have known that in big games, Mike Leach stinks. He's not good in rivalry games. He's not good in big games. Uh, I don't think he ever beat Washington when he was at Washington State. He's now three and six in bowl games. And Texas Tech, man, they came out there and they put it on him. Uh, the SEC, it does not mean more right now. Uh, well, is it over four? You know, I'll, I'll say this about betting, and I guess it's on egg on my face, but that's one thing I like about the NFL is you know who's freaking out before the game starts. They literally kick off and the commentator says, well, this is just news to us. Mississippi state has 10 important players, including four starters out on tonight's game. What? <laughs> well, it'd be nice to know. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been nice. That, to that know. May, I mean, they still got smacked around. They just, ugh, that, that was, that was a different quarterback than what Kentucky saw. And I won't be convinced otherwise. Yeah, he in against Kentucky, Rodgers got some early momentum, and then it was just he was in fuego after Man. that. But he also had protection. Like Charles Cross, he's one guy that did opt out early. He's uh, their left tackle. That's uh, going to be a first, second round guy in the draft. He opted out, so you knew he was he wasn't going to have the time. 
but you didn't know it was going to be that bad. Yeah, and I didn't know they were going to be out so many people, but that one hurt. Jeez, that 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 I did not see that one coming. Um, yeah, that's, Neil that's Brown, season, baby, and yeah, I'd like Minnesota to win that game, but I, that was a fan that was a fan pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted Neil Brown to do it, but they they aren't that good. Did you see the beginning of the game? I didn't stay up late for it. I ended up falling asleep, you know, pretty quickly. But they're playing in a baseball stadium. This is the artist formerly known as the Cheez It Bowl. Um, no, were, but we we need to get to a break. Is there any cheese teas that you can do? Uh, yeah. Can you, can you cheese the teas? Tease it's the very. Cheese? It was a very cheesy, dumb way to start. Oh, love it. We'll be right back. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin. Oh, huh? Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday morning. Text into the Thornton's text line 502 414 1450 shout out to kelly leonardo and alex cupper thornton's it's great they're everywhere and download the app it'll show you the cheapest around you i'm i I noticed thornton's pretty much all day now roush when i'm out i didn't Uh see any and i had one appraisal over on um near bellevue so i was in the south end yesterday didn't Mm. notice any uh eagle garages oh man well you, you'll start. Just just you wait and see, buddy. They're great. Uh, you know, a place is a classy establishment. I was, I was on the lookout for them. I hate that now, anytime I'm in the South End and I'm looking around at garages, I'm thinking of Nick Roush. But uh, that's that's the case. But I noticed the Thorntons everywhere. Yes. Uh, not only the South End, but all throughout Louisville. Good place to fill up. Great eats inside. Check them out. All right. Yes. Uh, also, during the break... I got an alert from, let's see here. Oh, what was it? Where'd it go? Oh, from Chick-fil-A. And it's your favorites of 2021. And it says in parentheses, drum roll, please. A look back at our most delicious moments together. I don't need this from a fast food restaurant. So it's going to tell you how many times yeah. you ate yes. their uh, greasy food. Don't don't. The only thing you should show up, just lie and say I went there like twice, and be like, next year you really need to. You, you should really treat yourself. You were you were good oh, this year. Man. It's ridiculous. I'm gonna click. <laughs> See, I'm I'm a big stats guy, so I think I would enjoy seeing that. No, you're telling you how many guy. times how many times you've been each year in the year, how much you spend each time. I would love to look at that. Oh, it says how many points I redeemed. See, yeah, that's cool. It it's probably gives you all kinds of cool stuff. My go-to order was a chicken biscuit. Mm. <laughs> um, speaking of go-tos, I don't know why the bowl game last night didn't go to their retractable roof sooner. It was a, an epic downpour in a baseball stadium at the start of the game, and yet they didn't like they had a retractable roof. It took them. I guess it takes a while to actually shut the thing, 
but they they played a few plays with it pouring raining, and then they just like God was there, just snapped their fingers, and all of a sudden, oh, rain's gone. We shut the roof. It was crazy. That is bizarre that you wouldn't just look at the radar. <laughs> yeah, Where were like, they did they not anticipate rain happening? Oh. Yeah, was, the, what, was it Houston? Uh, Arizona is where the Diamondbacks okay. played. Oh, okay. uh, I didn't yeah. watch any of it for what it was worth. Um, yeah, that's dumb. That's dumb to do that. Yeah. I, I would think maybe some teams had equipment they would prefer probably not get wet, thinking that like no chance we have to worry about rain. Especially in Arizona, like you know, uh-huh. not exactly known for its rainstorms. That's uh, true. But That's that true. was a little silly. Minnesota won that game, beat beat the Fighting Neil Browns. Uh, but elsewhere in college football, there was some big news yesterday. The LSU announced that they have hired Matt House as their defensive coordinator. Uh, so Brian Kelly, he couldn't get Kentucky's defensive coordinator to come to Baton Rouge, so he did the next best thing. He got Kentucky's last defensive coordinator. And back off, Brian Kelly. And also, Matt House was kind of rumored that if Kentucky needed a defensive coordinator, maybe he would be consent. Like it, it does, it's just kind of a gross, like icky. What do you do? What are you up to? Like back um, off. Uh, you know what though? It, it working for Brian Kelly can't be easy. But if you're wanting to get back into the college coaching game, he's going to have some dudes at LSU to work with. Um, I'm sure their defense is will will be solid um i'm just glad like if you're going to come back to college football last year he was a candidate for the tennessee job um but said suck it josh heupel very like lsu you you, you don't blame the guy going there he's going to make oh you know probably one and a half two million he's gonna make a ton of money um to coach at a prolific program like good for you you don't have to play kentucky all the time uh if it was tennessee then there would have been because that would have been the second former Stoops guy to be the Tennessee defensive coordinator. Derek Ainsley did it previously. So good to know that uh, House still has a heart for the Big Blue. He's not gonna he's not gonna put on that dirty orange, but he will call Baton Rouge. I just uh, I know there was a notion that hey maybe you know he doesn't really like recruiting that much. Maybe that's why he he was ready to get to the Chiefs and go win a Super Bowl. And hell, he might win another one this year. I, I hope he's uh. I hope he's practiced his dance moves before he gets back in the recruiting game. We got to see him uh, up on that podium calling Baton Rouge. Did he do a goofy? Yeah. Okay. I, I'd, I'd forgotten. <laughs> Brian Kelly. What a dork. Maybe, maybe house can teach him a thing or two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, uh, what else we got in the world of college football rush? Oh, I meant to actually. Um, this to, is, I, I've got something in the not the world of college football, but what else do we have in football? Well, uh, we've got more bowl games today. Um, that'll be fun. The Cheese It Bowl is actually happening here at uh, Camping World Stadium. Like I said, it, it, it switched from that Arizona uh, game to Orlando, and it should be a good game. Iowa State versus Clemson. Uh, it, it's just kind of funny seeing Clemson fans in their orange. I don't know if you saw Dabo wearing his orange jumpsuit uh but uh like Clemson fans were just walking around town with boxes of cheese that's in their hands yesterday well that's cool any Iowa State fans down there yeah yeah Iowa traveled well um down here so it's uh should be that that should be a good game I like I like Clemson in it though I mean Matt Campbell he can suck it as well um 
But yeah, there, there should be a that should be a good game today. Uh, we got the Pinstripe Bowl as the, the Pinstripe Bowl is disgusting. As the shouldn't, matinee, Maryland be, versus Virginia Tech. God, should, that's gross. Shouldn't be on TV. I agree with that. <sighs> gross. Like nobody. Then, they, yeah, those teams stunk. We've got uh, Oregon, Oklahoma as the nightcap in the Alamo Bowl. That's usually a pretty good game, but Oregon's had a bunch of opt outs. Uh, Bob Stoops is is back on the sideline, so uh, you know I think he's going to lay it all out there. Did you hear his quote yesterday in his press conference? No, where, but uh, I had kind of forgotten for a moment that he was the interim coach for the the game. And uh, what what he say? That they asked him. They're like, you know, uh, during these bowl games, we get coaches getting dumped cheese it's on french fries mayonnaise what would you say if they uh dumped a a bucket of rock and roll tequila on you which i believe that's his tequila brand and he he said uh you know i'm all for it what are they gonna do fire me (laughs) (laughs) oh man well that's good i may have to make up for that mississippi state bed and head on back over to to Indiana and bet on Oklahoma. I like I like the way you you think there. Did you see the Mac Brown quotes on the Mayo bath? Shane Beamer and Mac Brown asked on uh, about Mayo being poured on them. Uh, I did not see. I, I, was it Mac Brown said? Uh, oh, it, give me the exact quote because I think it was like you could smack me in the face or something, and I, I don't care what it do to win. Or something so, like, like that. Basically, are there are they actually going to do the mayo on the coach? But they needed the coach's consent, right? Right, right. Um, and so that this was like, I guess, when asked, "Are you okay with this?" Mac Brown said, "If we won a game, I'd let someone hit me in the face with a frying pan." I don't. That's what it is, frying pan. Yeah. <laughs> so then, frying pan ball in uh, 2022. And then Shane Beamer's quote was pretty good too. He says, "I'm not a big mayonnaise guy. I mean, I'll gladly take one for the team on that one if it means we won the game." But woof. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, my. I, I I agree with Shane Beamer on that one. That's some Kyle now, Tucker energy in that quote right there. Actually, you know what? No, I'm just not doing that. I'm not giving my cons- my consent on the Mayo bath. You you are anti charity. They 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 will. You are taking $10,000 away from local charities just to not get mayonnaise. How dare you? I donate my own, and I'd make it double just to not have the mayonnaise poured on me. <laughs> there, there is nothing that you all have said that I wouldn't bathe in. Oh. Mayonnaise, Cheez-Its, tequila, give me it all. I mean, just taking a bath. Um, you you what should about probably consider doing that, Justin. A hot tub with Trevor. Uh, no. I'm He's good. got an inflatable hot tub. <laughs> Which that is just such a that funny thing to say out loud. He's got an inflatable <laughs> hot tub. How long does it take to heat up? I wonder. I actually have heard. I don't know which one he had. Uh, I never. I never followed up on the invites, but <laughs> I'm not sure exactly which one he had. But I know a few people that have some inflatable hot tubs that are pretty nice. Hmm. He should maybe get in it more often. I hear it's good for gout. Oh. <laughs> Trevor's uh, got I, Robert Baratheon disease. I think I asked him in October if he's fired it up, and he he said no. Um, I think he had said he hadn't fired it up, and even in 2021 at all. So he needs to get that bad boy back out there. Yeah, it really does. He was oh goodness gracious, he was big time pessimistic on the bowl game yesterday to the oh, point that like, like they had, yeah he just. 
he really was he, – he never is like that for U.K. games. I, I think he can never bring himself to know that a beatdown's coming. But he, he, he said that the U.K. game took all the optimism out of him. Well – And that would be a lot of optimism. He, he had a lot of it going into that game. Uh, yeah, he did. Whew. Was a little misguided. So I uh, think it's safe to say that he's moving in the right direction, getting closer to uh, realism. Uh, they have a basketball game tonight as well. Oh, um, Chris Mack, I, I heard he was pleasant in his press conference. <laughs> was he? I, I, this is news to me. He was just like... Did he, was he asked know. about his timeout philosophy? No, but he, he did get in a little COVID rant thing. Oh, well, I, yeah. I could imagine he's been probably pretty frustrated with all that stuff. I'm sure. I'm I mean, sure. that's they've had four or five shut down. I mean... That's crazy, by the way. Yeah, That's a lot. Almost, almost countless at this point. You want to get to this Thornton sex line? Yeah, let, let's get to a couple. I'm going to have to dip out early to hear from the coordinators. There's people taking pictures of the helmets together, and I'm getting serious FOMO. So, um, man, well, really. I, I, I've seen that. And by the way, the Iowa helmet is bigger. I don't like that one bit. And secondly, this isn't the Motor Care Car Bowl. Can you not get a better backdrop for the, the helmets? What's funny too is the the chrome domes out there. So for you uniform folks, it's safe to say that Kentucky will be wearing chrome domes on Saturday. Very funny to see the mirror image of all of the people taking pictures of the helmet. Yeah, I'm looking at Keith Farmer currently. <laughs> it's funny. Great guy, great picture. Yeah. But you couldn't get a better backdrop citrus bowl for <laughs> this game and. And Iowa's helmet's bigger, so it makes us look a little puny, and I, it, it got a mess. Um, when a mess. when do you have to when do you have to drop out? Eight uh, thirty. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we can just take a break then. Then I suppose. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll read a couple texts on the Thorns text on five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is how you get into the show. You send your text in, we read them, and a texter says. Uh, blah, 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 John, oh, John here. Oh, John here's a lot. John here again. John here again. I would he not. It back in. Wow. I would not do that to you, Pittsburgh fans. Your team will bounce back in the future. And thanks, guys, for answering my tough sports question. Sorry, guys. I just love talking about sports, but I don't always have the best question. Got to go talk to you later. John, don't you worry. We just like giving you a hard time, too, because you're one of our friends. And that's what friends do. We bust each other's chops. Yeah, John, no bad, no bad questions, just bad answers. And great self-awareness. I don't always ask the best questions. And secondly, Pittsburgh's not bouncing back. They're not done this year. as a franchise. Wow. Next year will be good when we get all Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, by the way, the last 15 weeks, touchdown-interception ratios. It's crazy. I saw Aaron Rodgers, 16.5. Pretty good touchdown to interception ratio for every 16 and a half touchdowns. He throws an interception. Second best in the NFL, Kirk Cousins, who I think is just a, not a good quarterback. He's at four. That's crazy. Wow. That is That's obscene. crazy. Obscene. He's, he is the best human to ever lay flesh on a pigskin which is not technically pigskin anymore. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. The best to ever throw football, folks. Ever. And that, says, there's your evidence that it's Wednesday. 
It's it, there's not it's not really particularly close in terms of just pure talent. Okay. I don't even know who number two would be. Maybe Peyton in his prime. In terms of throwers, Dan Marino. Obviously, I didn't get to grow up, grow up watching him, but everybody talks that he could really throw one on the don, as as they say. Text into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Nick, I hope you don't like Bush lattes because every bar in Orlando will sell out of them with Iowa and Iowa State being down there. I enjoy a good Bush latte uh, from time to time. What's nice is that when you go to my wife's Midwestern hometown, they serve them in bottles, which you, you don't always get everywhere. I'm thinking in Florida, in Orlando, I don't even know if they would sell Bush lattes. Well, uh, they'll probably do a story you know, one of those kind of puff pieces. Uh, they did it for game day where uh, bars will purposefully ship it in just to have it ready because they know that I want Iowa State, they don't mess around when it comes to bush lattes. That's their deal. They love a good bush latte. Why, why would that be their thing? It's just – it's awesome. It's like, uh, I mean, it's you know, college very- kids love Natty Light. That's the, Their light beer of choice is bush light. It's just a very. Bush Light is six times better than Natty Light. It is. It's and I don't know how it became a point of pride either. I think it was just a normal thing. And then when people started like being like, "Whoa, you." Uh oh, no, you broke up there a little bit. Oh no, but I I think it was once people started like saying, "You guys are weirdos," and for drinking Bush Light, they were like, "No, we're actually awesome, and we're going to drink more of it." Oh. You're the weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you get a chance to uh, see Jeff Bidette and Juice? Yeah. Talked to them for a while yesterday. I didn't have time to get to the quotes because uh was dealing with other quotes and podcasts and whatnot. But uh, Juice is predicting a 28-7 win. And I just <laughs> – Juice is great, man. Like, he just is like, you know, got my Kentucky license plate. Everybody in Florida knows what the Florida-Kentucky score was this year. You know, he's talking all sorts of trash. Um, but I did ask Bedette. I was like, so do you think you would have left Kentucky for Oklahoma if they had this offense? And he's like, man, uh, that's a tough question. I don't know. <laughs> so still, yes. But maybe not because, uh, you know, they're impressed I, I, with uh, with what Will's been able to do. It is a much different offense, but you know that 2016 offense looked good at times. And 2017, I think if Johnson was was healthy, would have been pretty good too. But he had worse numbers, uh, not significantly worse, but noticeably worse numbers his senior year at Oklahoma than he did at Kentucky. I do wonder what his numbers would have looked like a 2017 year at UK. But when I was looking it up, I mean that Oklahoma State team was stupid loaded had mark andrews hollywood brown cd lamb baker mayfield kyler murray pretty good that's that is a wild group of talent and but that was no slouch either so yeah and he was um he was still with a few nfl teams at one point this year until he got injured um so he's one of a ton of former uk guys nfl that that suffered through injuries It, it also was Good to hear him just talking about the offense off camera. Like he's like, man, they're doing like he's he's running an NFL offense right now. Like the stuff they're doing with Wandell, like that's the kind of stuff we do at the next level. And you just after begrudgingly like dragging your feet through the passing offenses and having to hear the jokes, you know, about oh, UK's oh, like it's just 
it's so refreshing to hear that about Kentucky's offense and the direction it's taking. Yeah, and it's been fun for fans too. Like it's what a what a one eighty. Man, and just... so much fun. And you know what? It could be even more fun next year. I'm doing it again because the Wandell Robinson's got a decision to make. So wow. what if Kentucky wins? It last second play, Wandell scores. He gets up there, takes a bite out of the citrus fruit, and says, I'm coming back, baby. He does the Leo DiCaprio. Hey, you're leaving. Yeah. Oh, man. That works the field. Carry him off. It'd be pretty, pretty sweet. You seen any blue down there? Uh, I I did see some UK logos on cars on the way down, but I admittedly, I I was working most day yesterday. I didn't really get out much, uh, walking the strip. So, uh, I'll do more of that tonight. I'm going to try to find some UK fans to watch this basketball game. Oh, one texter wanted to know if you were hung over to start this morning's show. No, no, it was, it was congestion and, uh, you know, it's been a long few days, but we're, we're getting feeling fresh, feeling fresh, ready to roll. Uh, this morning. Okay. Well, you go take your helmet picture. We all look yes. forward to seeing it. And you'll be back at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah. We'll be right back. Uh, plenty more coming to KSR today. And uh, thanks for holding down the fort for me, guys. And uh, looking forward to chatting some more with y'all tomorrow. All right. Kentucky Roll Call rolls on after this without Nick Roush, the segment you all been waiting for. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Damn it! Come on! Come on! Come on, Glenn! Come on! Get your head in the damn game! With Walker and Roush. Hey, do you think it's time to talk to Quagmire about his anger issues with this game? Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on your Wednesday, PJ Walker and Justin Caleb. Nick Roush has to go do journalism duty, although it is just the Iowa coaches talking right now. Justin. Right. Well, I mean, what what's he have to go do for that? It's the Who Iowa, cares? it's the Iowa offense. It may as well just be a fart. Yeah. I actually do think the game will be higher scoring than everybody. I, I think Iowa will, will score more points against Kentucky than than people are going to expect what's i haven't even looked what's the over under on that i don't know uh, the spread is three kentucky's a three-point favorite for saturday's game one o'clock um over under i'm not sure i'll pull it up but i do think hey, this kentucky team will just give up they'll give they'll give up yards they'll give oh, up plays here and there that's uh, a gimme in my opinion 44 yeah, I see. I would really like the over in that one. Yeah, same. Although the number we put on Kentucky yesterday to feel safe and win, I said twenty-four. So that that would be like twenty-four, twenty-one. Yeah, spot on. I said twenty-eight. So you know that that obviously could get me down to sixteen for the push. But I think Kentucky will give up some points. I think Iowa will get in the red zone or at least within the thirty or forty, and and have some chances. I I still think Kentucky should win, though. Um, I, I, 
I do. I think they're the better team. Losing Josh Pascal is not going to help anything, but I, I still think they're the better team. I don't know. SEC hasn't fared very well this bowl season. Not at all. No, it's been bad. And that's the thing. Listen, uh, Kentucky fans, I don't think there's just general SEC fans listening to this radio show, but if there are, is you just kind of got to take it when you kind of puff your chest out from time to time. When you don't back it up, people are going to mock you and you just kind of have to run with it. However, a lot of these bowl games, I've, I've been surprised by them. I didn't, I did not think Florida would lose to Central Florida. Auburn had that one look like they were going to be all right. They lose. So it's been some surprising results. And the Mississippi State may be the most surprising of oh. them all. But yeah, I, I think the big dog, Vince Marrow, tweeted out that SEC needs to wake up. I, uh, the best thing I did yesterday, so I brought up that parlay on the show yesterday where you could money line Houston and then Air Force and then Mississippi State minus 13. So luckily, luckily for me, they were offering me four times my bet after the Louisville game. So I cashed out. Wow. Well, what first a, off, kind what of a chicken, smart guy. Kind of chicken on your part. Well, I, what if I told you, does it make a difference if I told you that I cashed that out and then threw some more back on Mississippi State? <laughs> well, <laughs> just tell me, just give, give me the long and short of it. Whatever you want me to know, you tell me. Well, I came out ahead on the deal, so it, it was it worked it, out. If as long as it worked out, cashing out. Work. Justin. <laughs> you don't cash out? You're not Very a cash right. outer? Very rarely. I mean, I guess if I had like heard that Mississippi State was down ten dudes, then I would have. I, oh, I would have been. Would have been but, yeah. but they didn't do it till they didn't say that till game time. So I wouldn't have even uh, put more money on it after I may, heard that. Maybe in some very limited circumstances, I, but hey, it did work out for you. That's at the end of the day. That's all that matters. So I have a rule, and I, I broke it yesterday by cashing that one out because I typically will not do a cash out unless it's at least five times my bet. That's my oh. rule on cashing out. You need to write down these rules. Someday. I should. Yeah, I should write a betting book. That should be a <laughs> scooch betting book. I'd buy it. Uh, let's get back to this Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A texter says, Roush hung over. We had to get that. We had to ask that before he left. He says no. Says just he had a, a case of the snifflies. I was hoping you asked him this next one, too, before he left. Man, he really got down there quick. Now he's already tweeting about the uh, about the the quotes and whatnot. Jeez. Uh, Texter says, "I feel like Nick's away from the fam. Let go on a bender." <laughs> the punctuation makes that hard. I don't know exactly the intent of what the text is trying to say, but I think maybe that he's away from the family. He's going to go on a bender. Yes. You would think. That's how I read it. You would think he was. I don't know if any of the Roushes listen just even when Nick is on the show, but let alone when he's not on the show. But he did seem to have a little like twinkle in his eye talking about this trip, Justin. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and you would too. I mean, you're going to Orlando in the middle of the winter time. What? Although the weather here has been pretty awesome. So hasn't been too bad. The rain kind of makes it tough for the golfing, huh? Hey, but I was telling my roommate last night, imagine if all this rain was snow. Good God. It'd be a lot of it. We've got it. We've got it made. We really do. It's been a great winter. No, we uh, we want snow. Are you kidding no. me? Snow no, around Christmas time. That's the no. worst. That's one of the worst takes you've ever had on this show. I I hate snow. Although you know what's funny is I. So you know those Facebook memories. It, it'll pop up on this day or whatever. 
So if I, every time I go back and I look at mine through the winter time from when I was like a senior in high school, so basically 13 years ago, it's always talking about snow. It's snowing. Woohoo. Let's go sledding. I've changed a lot in 13 years because I freaking hate snow. What happened to you? I don't know. I, I think the the four years in Florida really spoiled me with the warm weather. I got used to the warm weather. I started to hate the cold. If it got down to 55, I was like miserable. I think that's but probably what it is. But yet you'll sleep in an apartment that is 61 degrees. Correct. On a day that's 42 degrees with, outside. With two fans blowing in my face as well. So it doesn't add up. <laughs> I have to be cold when I'm sleeping. I don't know. I just do. I don't, I don't like it sleeping. other than when I'm sleeping. I mean, I like being colder, but I enjoy cold weather. And you are higher than Trevor in Colorado on a Wednesday on Mount Elbert. If you're telling me these last few days, it wouldn't have been better with snow instead of rain. No. Around Christmas time, it's you can't get anything better. And also, I was doing appraisals outside yesterday in the pour and rain, 43-degree weather. That It doesn't get worse than that. Now, when it is when it is cold and raining like that, yeah, I agree. It's pretty miserable. Drop it down ten degrees and just make give you that bad boy snow, and it's much better. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, snow is less wet. I guess is what you're going for there. You're not gonna get precipitation all over you, and if you do, you won't notice it. But I don't know the 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 look of snow when it starts to melt on the roads and everything gets all black and mixed with the salt, and it's just ugly. I hate that time of the year. Glad we haven't had any yet. You're you're not the only person who doesn't like muddy, gross, dirt snow. I actually think you may be I'm, in the majority of people that don't find that visual pleasant. Probably so. Uh, but the, I'm also the, the, I'm, the pretty part is when it's not like that. But I'm in the minority in the people that hate snow, and I'm not higher than Trevor in Denver, Colorado, on Mount whatever. I just hate snow. <laughs> <laughs> Mount Elbert. Elbert. Uh, I think it's the tallest mountain or peak or something in Colorado. Uh, Texter says 5024141450 on the Thornton sex line. Peyton Hillis had one really good year and got the cover. Best thing about Hillis is that he was like a fullback back there. Reminded me of Mike Allstott. Mike Allstott was great. Everybody loved Mike Allstott. Uh, Peyton Hillis, I mean, I remember that. Who was the other really good receiver for the Browns that had that? Joshua Cribbs. There you go. That's a he, blast from the past. He had he gosh he burned very bright in the NFL. I he was in the league, I think, if I'm not mistaken, when that show was really popular. Uh, and then, like a year later, you never heard of him again in the NFL. He was big dude though. He you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me a lot of uh, and his name's slipping me now. But that running back at Purdue, just a big, huge, massive beast of a man. What a current running back at Purdue? Yeah, the gosh, what's his? I can't think of his name. That'd be better for Roush. Yeah, true. You know, it's his uncle's team. Yeah. A texture says Kirby. Oh, this is Kirby. Hey, Kirby. Roush getting deep early on a Wednesday. It's better to have played and lost than have never played at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know they. I know they said that in a movie at one point. Yeah, the, the, the only issue with that take, though, is that they're selfish coaches that don't agree with that philosophy. They'd rather just not lose or have to deal with the fuss. I don't think they're the majority of the coaches. I think most of the coaches are realize that, hey, let's just 
we need to play. It's good for the kids. We just need it's we are scheduled to play, even if it means we're gonna lose, we need to play the games. I think there's athletes like that as well, though. I mean, there's there's yeah, just sure. a certain mindset of people that do not want to lose, and they would rather not play than to lose. Yeah, yes. But I also think there's people that are that hate losing so much, but they also respect the sport enough where it's you got to go compete. And if that means a loss is coming our way, then we didn't do enough to it's, – it's not the two hours on the court or on the field why we lost. It's what we didn't do heading into it. Sure. Um, and then there's some coaches that genuinely just feel like, listen, I don't have four dudes. I'm not taking a loss when I'm not at full strength. There's other people that say, well, that's just the card, the hand that we were dealt. We need to go play it. Different strokes for different folks. Texter on the Thornton's text line. I'm old enough to remember Damon Bailey jumping into defenders when he took his shot to get a foul called on them. I don't really care if they play IU or not. That's from Steve. I mean, basketball hasn't changed then because guys still jump into defenders. Not sure if that was so much the point Steve was trying to make, but <laughs> I agree with your sentiment. I agree with Steve's sentiment that I, I just – we talk about them too much. We give them too much attention. But the folks that whine about the UK schedule, and it's the weird thing to me, Justin, which I think is maybe unique to Kentucky, is that rival fans and national analysts whine about who Kentucky should and shouldn't play as much as their own fans do. It's not like, you know, normally it's like the fan base may have one opinion and then the national perception something different. It's almost like people like me and Steve that just are content with Kentucky's schedule are in the minority of sports fans. Yeah, I would say that's probably true, yeah. Which is, which is strange because it's, it, it's not like Kentucky's getting bad seeds because their strength of the schedule is killing their RPI or what, what, what's the NCAA's new, the net. Net, yeah. Kentucky, the, the, their schedule helps them in the net more times than not. So, it. Uh, but I get it. People have their preferences. Games mean, you know, games can ha- hit nostalgia reasons for some folks, so they have a personal preference for why they want to see it played. But until Kentucky starts getting punished in the net because of their scheduling, I don't really care. The seven-game stretch of out-of-conference games was pretty bad. Uh, it should have been better. And then not getting the U of L payoff was a real kick in the guts. And they should maybe add one more game, but that's nothing to talk about for – 13 days in a row. Well, and I brought it up, in, I think, last week as well. It's not just Kentucky. That's every university. Every fan base is going to complain about the schedule at some point or something they don't like. That's just the world we live in now. Everybody wants to complain. Period. Yeah, and, and also, we just also, like, we need to get over the fact that there's just going to be open seats at sporting events. That's everywhere. Yeah. It's universal. It, it still is weird for me from time to time when you'd see – when they'd show some different angles at Rupp and you'd see so many empty seats, even if it was a crappy opponent, but it's been that way for seven years. It's been that way for really, yeah, I'd probably say about seven years. The decline of attendance has been ongoing as more sports options and as prices get more expensive and all that stuff, more folks are just electing to stay home. Then you add a worldwide pandemic into it and it's a, it's a whole big thing. So, uh, but I wonder, I do wonder what the crowd will look like tonight. Kentucky a 20-point favorite, probably not great, but the team's also been playing better. So, uh, It's first conference game, isn't it? First conference game. Yeah, it'd be a pretty good game. I don't think that really 
I don't think Kentucky cares so much about it being the first conference game. It's a team that they're, again, a 20-point favorite over. But I don't know. I'm, I'll be anxious to see. I'm sure Jerry Tipton will have a tweet around 646, and it'll lock Nobody's here! And then by tip-off, it'll look mostly full in the lower bowl as it has this entire season. This texter, Justin, says, what will it take for Oscar to get the player of the year talk? This is a good question for you. You're a Hoosier <laughs> guy, so you're a little, you're kind of outside the UK bubble on this. Not enough people nationally. You're talking about Oscar Shibway. He just had 28 points. It wasn't even enough to rebounds. get his player, or yeah, excuse me, 14 points, 28 rebounds. It wasn't even enough to get him SEC player of the week by itself. What? He had to share it with Fulkerson from Tennessee. That's right. Old Folky's still playing. Hair bouncing in the wind. I actually, I don't know if he still has long hair or what his hair looks like nowadays. Uh, but he had like a 23-9 and nine game or something like that against Arizona, Ooh. which Arizona is a good team. But it wasn't 28 rebounds, I'll tell you that much, against a 7-5 dude. Yeah, I mean, for Oscar to get into the player of the year talk, it's kind of twofold. One, do exactly what you're doing. Continue to do exactly what you're doing, Oscar. Play play your game. Don't worry about the rankings. Don't worry about player of the year stats. All that. Don't worry about any of that. Just play your game. Grab rebounds. Hit your little free throw jumper with consistency. Just do that. And the second part, Kentucky has to be I, – I, I don't want to say great, but they have to be great. They have to be no more than six, seven losses for that to be the case. If, if Kentucky ends the year with six losses going into the NCAA tournament – Oscar is in contention for player of the year. All right. That, uh, that's a good, that's ultimately a good answer. I, I guess the first point is a little bit of a no doy. Like, yes, you need to continue to play well. If your numbers drop off, you won't be in the player of the year discussion. So well, I, don't, I don't anticipate his numbers falling off is what I was going with, with that. Like just, yeah, just he, keep yeah. playing your game. He won't. Uh, his average will come down as the season goes on. SEC games get more muddied up. There'll be more games where he gets in foul trouble. Won't be able to stay on the floor as much. His numbers will go down. I agree with you though that it's not going to be anything drastic. The Oscar we see now still will be, in large part, the Oscar we see come February. Maybe he's even a little bit better. He'll just have to learn to play through some different situations because life on the road in the SEC, it can be a foul fest. It can be a nightmare. And he'll learn all that stuff. And and so I do think his numbers will come down slightly, but his overall level of play will still be the same. But totally agree with your second point. And that's the answer to the Texter's question is that if Kentucky is a one or a two seed, you know, maybe even a three seed, then I guarantee you he'll be in the conversation. If they fall to that four, five, six range, then it's just you're not really good enough on the national, national scene for one singular play. Because basketball, there's only five dudes on the floor at a time. Um, so for the best teams, some, it's, somebody's going to put up good numbers. And the better teams are going to get the more coverage. They're going to get the better press. And those good players on the good teams are going to get more attention. So he just agree with you wholeheartedly on that. If Kentucky's just in, the, I think, the top 10 and he keeps this up, he'll be in the conversation. And then we'll just have to see other guys' numbers at the end of the year to know if it will be good enough to win or not. But he should be getting more love now. And I think that will change once – the average sports fan starts paying more attention to college basketball and that's after college football ends. And it, it really is after the NFL ends. And by that point, March is rolling around, but you'll, he'll get more buzz as the season goes on, Justin. Yeah, I agree with that. A texter says, please fix the computer. It's getting really annoying. Justin got dumped. Ha. Wow. I, I guess technically, yeah, I got dumped. What's that all about? 
That whole text, what does that whole stuff, what does that all mean? So, so I assume the computer, so I texted him back, and I was like, what do you mean the computer getting really annoyed? Well, the noises we hear. It's like, well, first of all, you haven't heard that in probably about three, four shows now um, because we figured out how to mute the mic at the studio. So I'm t I told him the only noise he should be hearing now on going over air would be the Google Meet warning us that our time's running out. Sounds like you all got in a pretty heated back and forth. It was it was so heated. Yeah, we're we're actually <laughs> meeting after the show to fight it out. What was the city in California that people were going to meet to fight over Kobe Bryant? Tacoma, Tacoma. Don't, don't you remember that? That was like peak Twitter back in like 2012 or something. Two people were arguing, and they said, "Why don't you meet me here?" And that was like a <laughs> trending phrase: "Meet me in Tacoma." Tacoma. <laughs> I can see how the word's spelled. I just don't, or the city spelled. I just can't, I don't remember how to pronounce it. Um, a texter says, since the transfer portal dudes for UK still plan to play, is there any chance that any of them change their minds? I, oh, change their minds and come back to Kentucky. Yeah, you would think. You know, maybe the good feeling from the ball game, being around the team for a while. Because what happens is people go home and they talk with their family, they talk with their friends, a lot of times there's a little bit of like a peer pressure angle of why aren't you playing more? Why aren't you getting this? Why aren't you getting more minutes? And people will be like, well, you know, everybody's transferring. You can easily transfer. Oh, yeah, you should go to this school. You should go to that school. Sometimes that is part of it, Justin, where people go home, people get in their ear, and then they end up making maybe decisions that aren't the wisest decisions. Maybe in this instance, some of these guys for Kentucky that are going to play in the bowl game but still are considering leaving – Maybe they have a change of heart. Uh, maybe they get more reps in this bowl game and they realize what, what potential lies ahead. But I said an hour one, and remember, you can get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, and the podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Uh, Cornbread Hemp, it's the best for CBD, and you can use – what's the promo code, Justin? Big, Big X, X for 30% off. So that's a pretty – and they got uh, – if I'm not mistaken, they've got some stuff for your pets as well. I think they've got it all. Um, and then you can go to their website. It shows all it. They've been endorsed and written about on every major publication. So it's the real deal. And you can save 30% by typing in big X at checkout, but the podcast, anywhere you get your podcast, KR, KRC goes seven to nine Monday through Friday. And then the replay nine to 11, but I, I wouldn't, uh, in, in hour one, I, I think the culture just throughout college football needs to be it, it, college football can be free agency. We can have a wild and expansive transfer portal. Let's let that go crazy after the bowl games. Yeah, That'd be oh, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I hate that they can make this decision before bowl games. And I hate the bowl games are kind of becoming more and more lackluster. And also, I will tell you something else I hate. I hate that's, that athletes are putting their names in the portal and then going back to the same school. Like, what, what are we doing? Well, that's what this whole text and conversation was about. Yeah. No, I know. And that, that's what I wanted to throw in. I just I absolutely hate that guys are able to do that. You, your name goes in the portal. You can't come back, period. That's what – I disagree. Uh, I disagree. But I do think that maybe we you, – you, you don't leave before the bowl game. No, that we can agree on for sure. Leaving the radio show to go tweet quote of Iowa coaches is 
is quote a slap in the face to the hardworking scooter and Terry yeah. guy gets one Eagle on his garage and suddenly he's better than everyone else. Yeah. What the hell? It is why, like why, you know, Roush, everybody's tweeting about that stuff. All the quotes are going to be made available to you afterwards. Anyways, you can't just like, read theirs. Certainly you can finish the radio show. Right. But Hey, he is a journalist first and foremost. He takes his job seriously. And now you can know that DB Jake Corner on Will Levis's development from the last time he faced him. He's a much more mature player. When we played him last year, he was just a run threat. Now he's throwing the ball around well. He, Jake Corner doesn't remember playing against Will Levis. And Will Levis, I think, was like 13 to 16 against Iowa, only for like 100 yards. But, and he was more of a runner. But just quit. Nobody cares. A texter says, uh, and okay, he's correcting his typos. He says, spelling's off this morning. Uh, that's me all the time, buddy. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, texter says, Christmas is the high 20s with a few inches of snow is the best. High 30s and rain is the worst. Once again, you're wrong, dingus. Yeah, well, you're you super did, wrong. You didn't bring up 70 degrees and no rain because – that was perfect this Christmas. But, but you have that you have that nine or ten months of the year for the most part. I want that 12 months out of the year. Then move. Screw this cold. I'm about move. to. Yeah, you should. Get the hell out of here. We don't even want you here anyways, buddy. <laughs> Get out of here. All we need to do is win that damn Powerball, and I am in a warm climate faster than you can blink. I've already got the tickets for tonight. I think it may be our night. I've, I've, got, a feel, I've got a feeling that. I'm could. so tired of working. I need it to be Dang. tonight. And like, what? No better way than to just start twenty twenty two off as hundred millionaires. <laughs> that would be awesome. I, I think it's like getting close up to half a billion, which is uh, that would I, you split that what four or five ways? I could I could live off that. No, I told you I just wanted seven. You're, you're only splitting getting, the rest. You're only getting seven. That's all I want. Mike Rutherford's getting none of it. <laughs> Suck it. Um. <laughs> Uh, never mind. I'll I'll tell I'll I'll text you off air. It's it's actually not even all that funny. Uh, texter says John here. Good morning, everyone. So happy it's game day for the Cats. They're about to go crazy on some Tigers. So move over, Joe Exotic, because the true Tiger Kings are here. I would do the same game parlay for this one. Take the line plus the over. What do you guys think? We'll got to go talk to you later. Well, I love the Tiger King line. That's what I'll tell you. Let me see what we got here, John. I don't know exactly what the over-under is, but it probably is good to bring it up. I did uh, bet I did bet the spread on Kentucky. Yeah, I think I like the spread on UK as well. Kentucky should just absolutely cruise. Over-under is 141.5. So if Kentucky got to 80 points, Missouri would need to get to 60. I don't love the over. I don't love it. I don't know if I hate it. I don't know if I love it. I think I, my initial react. You always sometimes got to go with your gut. My initial reaction was under. It'd be like a seventy-nine to sixty-two game or something like. Well, then that wouldn't be Kentucky covering, wouldn't? Huh. I got to figure this stuff out, John. If, I do if, think Kentucky covers, but I don't love the over. But I don't hate it, so just follow your heart. Over under betting in college basketball is one of the riskiest things you can do. And I haven't watched enough of Missouri. I caught glimpses. I mean, I caught a good chunk of the Kansas and Illinois games, and but I was more focused on watching Kansas and Illinois, if we're being honest. And Missouri looked terrible. They got stomped. I didn't. 
So I don't know a ton about them either. Generally, Quanzo Martin teams play slow. The games are muddied up. There's a bunch of fouls. I don't think Kentucky's going to reach the 90s. So if they're not going to reach the 90s, then how much is Missouri going to score? Missouri stinks. So I don't want to have to trust Missouri to score, you know, over 65 points because I don't think they're going to. So, yeah, I'm staying away from it. A texter says, whoops, you said current Purdue back. Sorry. He had a text oh. before that. Oh, Mike Allstott, you're in good hands with Allstott? Yep. Yeah, but that wasn't the Purdue. Oh, okay, gotcha. I see. Yes, Florida, Florida Dingus, we like seasons here. Keep your hot all-year-round crap. Thanks. I will keep it. One more shot fired at you on your way out. Quite a bit of shots today. I am might be walking with a limp and hit with a few shells. But what do you got planned for this, this evening and – an afternoon afternoon i have to work oh no it's a good college i mean you got the cats you got the cards i'll be watching them hopefully my bar's slow nobody will be there but if you want to come in come on in u of l at home against wake forest back from covid pauses last year if you remember justin when u of l would come back from covid pauses they got beaten very badly they had their worst losses after those which was understandable because you know you hadn't played basketball for a while Wake Forest has a good record. I don't think they're all that good of a team. That will be an interesting one as well. Uh, let's make predictions. I'll take U of L by one, but I don't have I don't know anything about that game. U of L has U of L's not given me anything this season to make me believe in them. Give me the Demon Deacons. Wow, U of L five and a half point favorites. You could get wow. Wake Forest money line plus one seventy five if you feel I, that way. I am taking Wake Forest in the points for sure. Yeah, that's uh, five and a half is uh, honestly a little surprising. If Louisville courts, shouldn't be favored by five and a half over anyone. Nickel State, they shouldn't be favored by five and a half over. Wow, shots fired. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't um, – let's see if there's any other good games tonight. No, really, A lot of games really. got postponed. Yeah, well, Auburn LSU, some SEC action there. That'll be a good one. Who you got? For basketball, for Auburn and LSU, I would take – well, let me see where the game's at. It's at Auburn. Auburn, a four-point favorite. I'd take the Tigers large. Tigers large? Actually, I'm heading on over at Indiana making some bets. (laughs) And and that the Auburn one is going to be on there. All right. You said it on air, air, so it's a loss. (laughs) Oh, crap. Oh, I didn't think that. All right, we better just stop before I say more bets. Thanks, everybody, for texting in. Roush will be back on with us tomorrow. Uh, he may have to duck out early a couple days. Just that's that's the Citrus Bowl. That's, that's the bowl game. Uh, everybody have a great Wednesday, and we will see you all tomorrow. Um, there was one other piece of news I was going to get out there. Anyways, I'll think I'll put it on the Facebook page if I think about it. All right, see you all. Bye. Roll tu cuerpo alegría macarena con tu cuerpo para dar la alegría y cosas buenas bala tu cuerpo alegría macarena eh macarena